Welcome back to the Wire Podcast. Uh, I'm here with Thomas, and today we're going to be talking about, like, we're going to be giving a recap of what happened in the, in the NFL this weekend, also doing a recap of what happened in college football, uh, and then we, we'll be talking about the college football playoff rankings. Those come out later tonight, or later Tuesday, November 5th, is when we're recording this, um, this May me posted tomorrow. Uh, so yeah, let's go ahead and get started. There was actually a lot of interesting, a lot of entertain, like in, like a lot of good games in the NFL this weekend. Yeah, a lot of upsets actually. Yeah. Uh, Packers falling to the Chargers. Chargers who previously were three and five going into that game, and the Packers were seven and one. And the Chargers is absolutely dominated in that game too. Green Bay's offensive line gave Aaron Rodgers absolutely no time to throw the ball. And I don't know the exact number, but I'm pretty sure they committed. I, I think they had four false start penalties alone in the first quarter. Yeah. Maybe it was the first half. I don't know if that's accurate, but they had a lot of penalties on that offensive line, holds, and it, it was ridiculous. Um, and that defense could not stop the Chargers from moving down the field. Now, granted, they were kind of bending and not breaking. The Chargers were moving down the field easily, but once the Chargers got in the red zone, the Packers were pretty good and held them to some field goals until they just got worn out because they were on the on the field so much. Yeah. Uh, but the Packers just were absolutely overwhelmed in that game. So, and, I mean, it, it helps the Chargers, too, when you have two elite pass rushers on your defensive line and Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa. So, yeah, it's been a weird season for the Chargers. I mean, they're, they're they've they're lost in some five. of the most like yeah, like, like, disappointing ways. Like the game against Tennessee, uh, the, the Titans. That was a, like it's just it's been a weird season for them, and they're really good. Like they're a really talented football team. Like they should be more com- or they should be. Well, their record the, should be better than it actually is. You see the difference it made just from them firing their offensive coordinator. They they fired Ken Wisenhunt after right. their did they lose last week? Uh, I think they lost yes. last week. They, they lost. Fired, they no, no, they beat the Bears. Oh, that's right. I think it was the game before that. I think it was after the Titans game. They fired Ken Wisenhunt, mm-hmm. their offensive coordinator, and then I mean I think it actually was after the Bears game. They they fired Ken Wisenhunt after the Bears game. I'm pretty sure then, it was after the Bears game. Yeah, and then they came came in against the Packers and. Had a pretty good offensive day, putting up 26 points. Um, so, good for them. They're heading in the right direction. I think they can legitimately still make a playoff push. Uh, yeah. They only have five losses right now. They can, they can essentially, they can afford one more loss to make the playoffs. They are, what division, who is in their division? They're in uh, the... They have the Chiefs. No. Wait, yeah, they yeah, have the Chiefs, the yeah, Broncos, the, and... Uh, the Chiefs, the Broncos, and the Raiders. Raiders, so yeah. they the AFC West. They would have to get in. They'd have to. They'd have to make it as a wild card. Yeah, they'll make it as a wild card, and they can essentially um, just afford one more loss. <clears throat> I think they're better than Oakland. Yeah, they're better than Oakland. They're obviously better than Denver. With Patrick Mahomes, they're not better. Even without Patrick Mahomes, they're not better than KC. KC's been. Yeah. Surprisingly, playing well without Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, that was yeah. a huge win for them. Yeah, that was kind of an upset, too. I'm very surprised that the Vikings lost to a Matt Moore, Kansas City Chiefs team, uh, especially with Kirk Cousins with three touchdowns. Now, completion percentage wasn't uh, – he, he missed he about so 50, many 50%. Flows. He was 19 for 38, uh, but three touchdowns. 
offensively they were fine, but defensively it's it's hard to stop the Chiefs even without their MVP quarterback because they have two of the fastest players on the NFL, in the NFL on their team in Michael Hardman and Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill being the fastest player in the NFL, and Michael Hardman is nothing to laugh at. He's ridiculously fast. And then you also have Sammy Watkins. You have Travis Kelsey. I mean, you have so many weapons in that offense. And Damian Williams had a phenomenal day running the ball. 12 carries for 125 on the ground and a touchdown. Well, one of them was a 91. Yeah, he did so, have a 91 so, yard. I mean, I mean obviously, it's still great. Yeah. But, um, yeah, both of them came on that one run. But, like, I mean, Kirk Cousins, not surprising, didn't show up in a big game. I mean, there were so many missed throws by him. And the, the Vikings seriously should have won this game handily. But there were so many throws, he just missed. The Vikings' defensive line didn't gave uh, Matt Moore too much time in the pocket. They didn't get enough pressure. I'll give credit to the Chiefs' offensive line. They did phenomenal, only allowing one sack to a very good offensive line with Everson Griffin, Daniil Hunter. Oh, they allowed five sacks. Five sacks for a forty-five for a negative forty-five yards. Oh yeah, you're right. Sorry, I was looking at the no, wrong, wrong stat. Yeah, my bad. That was uh, such a weird game. Like there were times where it's just like towards the end, Kansas City um, got the ball on the Vikings forty-five yard line because the Vikings had the ball. It was twenty-three, twenty-three, and they had the ball with around two minutes left. Um. And they had a chance to go down the score and win the game. Um, and the Chiefs came up with a huge stop. Their defense hasn't played very well this game. Uh, they got a huge stop, and then they forced a punt, and the punt was just awful. I mean, it was a terrible punt. And it went out. like It was like a 30-yard punt, maybe. And the Chiefs started, started off with possession on the Vikings' 45-yard line. And they took a big sack early on the drive, and, I mean, it was just a brutal drive, and they were still able to get it done. They had a huge completion on third down to Travis Kelsey, and they were able to kick the field goal. I mean, it is just a huge win for KC and just absolutely brutal loss by Minnesota. Clutch performance by Harrison Butker. Shout out Georgia Tech alum. Yeah, I mean, Minnesota didn't have to win this game, but this is like one of those games where the the Chiefs don't have, MVP, don't have their MVP, their reigning MVP in Mahomes. And they're also missing a lot of pieces on their offensive line. So this is like the type of game you'd expect the Vikings to come through and get this win. Um, I mean, they were 6-3, and three, so like, like this doesn't really hurt their playoff seating right. that much. But it's just a disappointing well, performance. The, yeah, if the season ended today, they'd be the sixth seed. So they'd be the last seed in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, they're still making the playoffs. How about the Dolphins with their first win of the season yeah. against the Jets? Very surprising win. Ryan Fitzpatrick, very efficient. Uh, 24 for 36, 288, and three touchdowns. Um, yeah, you had uh, Sam Darnold with 260 through the air, a touchdown and a pick. Le'Veon Bell had a good fantasy day at least. That's something positive for Jets fans. Yeah. Bro. Mainly because of his eight catches, but – yeah, uh, tough loss for the Jets. What a disappointing season for them. They, I mean, they they have, they have so much talent on this roster, yeah. especially defensively. And with the moves they made in free agency, you would have 
Like they they had a chance to make the push for the playoffs. They just had so, and injuries. They had bad luck early. Injuries. Yeah, really injuries. Hurt they had Mosley get hurt. They had they had to, they traded away Leonard Williams. I mean, they yeah. had uh, what's the guy's name? Quincy Anunua. Anunua. He's out for the got injury. Hurt. Yeah, or he's yeah. out for the season, right? I think he's out. For he the season. he was out for the season. Yeah. Um, what, uh, what's his name? Quinn and Williams. Yeah, he had gotten he's, hurt early. Got Sam hurt early. Darnold with the mono. I yeah, mean, Chris Herndon with the suspension for four games or whatever. I think it was four. Yeah. Maybe six. I think it might have been six, actually. Quentin Williams actually hasn't been really – I mean, he's really, not really producing much. He's been quiet. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if you heard this, but they actually uh, tried – they took some offers for him at the trade deadline. That's wild. Yeah. But, I mean, they were, like, they were trying to, to trade their whole team literally anybody. I, I was shocked. Because I think I've, I've said this before. At the beginning of the season, I I had them uh, as my sleeper team. My two sleeper teams were the 49ers and the Jets. 49ers have turned out to be accurate. Uh, and the Jets, you know, they've been plagued with injuries, so it hasn't been very accurate. And I, th- I think they have a really talented team to where they can, especially in a weak AFC East where the only good team is the Patriots, and it's so easy. It'd be so yeah. easy in the AFC East to go 10-6. and six. Yeah. And just make a wild card. I thought they had a real chance to be the second. I, I thought they had a real chance to do essentially what the Bills are doing. Right. They're going to go yeah. like 10 and 6 and make a wild card. Yeah. And now it's like, hey, we're going to try to trade our whole team away. They already traded Leonard Williams. They tried to, they were shopping around, uh, trying to trade Le'Veon Bell. They were trying to trade Robbie Anderson. Uh, who else did they trade? Didn't they trade an offensive lineman? No, they cut uh, Kaliki Ozumeli. Oz- yeah, Ozumeli. Um, so, right, just yeah. kind of a... And they were trying to trade Jamal Adams, too, yeah, who's I, their that, best player, which is crazy. I don't know if they shopped him, if they were shopping him. Well, they were taking or, offers from or the Cowboys. If, well, I mean, you don't take offers for like, anybody. But I don't know if they were like, actively shopping him, like calling teams, trying to trade him. Because uh, Adams, you know, like extremely upset about it. Um, and that's like... That's really abnormal. I mean, that's really odd because like, he's not—he's not the type of guy to get upset and bring issues to the media. Uh, but I mean, yeah, I, I don't know why you would even take offers for Jamal Adams. I don't know why you would trade any of these guys, considering <clears throat> how like they have a lot of talent on their roster to where they can l- legitimately make a playoff push. Yeah. So I don't understand why that Sam Darnold is not a bad quarterback. He's been put in an unfortunate situation where he doesn't have a good offensive line. He's come back from mono, so he hasn't really had, like, yeah. uh, he didn't really have, like, the first half of the season to really get into it. It's just been tough for him coming back, especially, like, okay, his first game he comes back, they beat the Cowboys, and then he has to go play the best defense in the league in the Patriots and then has carries those struggles over to the Miami game. Yeah. So I think it's been tough for Sam Darnold coming back. Le'Veon Bell really hasn't found any success behind a very bad offensive line. So it's just it's just a tough situation in in New York with all the injuries and and such. Yeah. So I don't know what's going on there. They I can't believe that they tried to trade everybody. Do you think they regret that uh, Le'Veon Bell contract? I guarantee they regret that Le'Veon Bell yeah. contract. Yeah, I mean, we're, I mean, I don't know why or how or why we haven't just accepted the fact that you don't need to pay running backs. 
is Le'Veon Bell actually a good running back, or yeah. was he just? Oh no, he's really. Or good. was he just like put in a phenomenal situation where he had one of the best offensive lines in the NFL in Pittsburgh? No, nah, no, nah, he's really good. Like he's really, he's really good at football. Um, and but there's only like a few running backs I would consider paying like ten million dollars for. Uh, or more than that, and that's like Saquon, Christian McCaffrey, Saquon, and I consider possibly Ezekiel Elliott. I don't. The thing with Zeke is, I see Tony Pollard has. I watch him have has, success. Has a, I watch a him have success. success I watch him have success behind that offensive line, and I'm just like, so what would Zeke do without that offensive line? I'm, I mean, I'm not even doubting his abilities as a running back. Like yeah. he's really good. Um, I just. Like, if I can get, like, just a little bit less production than that for a fraction of the cost, I'm doing it. Well, think about it, because before Ezekiel Elliott, you had DeMarco Murray, who wasn't that good. He just had a, like, he was behind that phenomenal offensive line and led the league in rushing yards in his, was it, he only spent one season in Dallas, I think? Nah, he, he had more seasons than that. It wasn't just one season. But he only had that one good season, I think. That, that was when he was Offensive Player of the Year. Yeah, Offensive Player of the Year. And um, after that, he went to the Titans. Yeah. After that season. Yeah. And I think he always. I think he only spent one season with the Titans. No, he, you're right. He was with, he was with, with the, the Cowboys, Cowboys for a while. while. Didn't he get drafted by the Cowboys? Yeah. And he was with them for a while. He just hadn't started until that year. Right. Well, yeah. no. No, that wasn't his first year starting. I'm pretty sure it was. I don't think so. Because before that... Didn't they have, no, that was Oakland. I was thinking about uh, what's the running back's name that was at Arkansas. Um, We're number five at Arkansas. Oh, Mc, McFadden. McFadden, yeah, McFadden. He was in Oakland though. Yeah, um, I don't. I mean, here I'm looking at it now. Uh, he played. No, oh, I mean he. He played Tank. Yeah, no, he he'd been the starter in Dallas for three years. Oh, really? He retired at a young age, though. He retired at, like, he's age 29. And yeah. now he's a running back's coach. Where is – is he in Dallas as a running back's coach? Uh, I don't know. I'm pretty sure he's a – no, he's at a college. He's in Arizona, right? Let me see. I think he's at the University of Arizona as a running back's coach. I have no idea. Uh, it doesn't say when I look him up. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, he started three out of four years in Dallas. He started seven to 13 games as a rookie. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. yeah. Uh, he's win. I mean, he's, he's win for everybody else that's tanking besides the besides Dolphins. Besides the Dolphins, yeah. Tough, tough loss by the Colts. Yeah. Lost, I don't know how long Brissett's going to be out, but that's a big hit for them. Oh, yeah. He's been, he's been really good this year oh, yeah. uh, for that team. And, unfortunately, Adam Vinatieri missed a kick. I don't know if you've heard uh, Patrick McAfee's take on that. No, when he said. He's very adamant that it's not all on Adam Vinatieri for missing that kick. Uh, Because the the snap was bad. Like, Mm -hmm. he was talking about how in the NFL, the job of a long snapper is for the snap to be consistent every time to where the laces will be you know, not yeah. where the kicker's having to kick the laces. And so it was a bad snap to where the laces were out. The holder couldn't get them turned around in time. And so Adam Vinatieri had to kick on the laces. Right. Which is... Not his fault, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, kicking is so, one of the most like underrated parts of football. Like kicking a, a field goal is a, incredibly difficult, and people don't understand that. So I like feel bad for kickers getting just killed on Twitter and social media. Right. Like kicking a field goal is really hard. Like the average football fan is like a out out of shape middle aged man. And right. I guarantee that they would struggle to kick a 20-yard field goal. Yeah, but then there's always the argument, well, I'm not getting paid millions of dollars to kick a football. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I also like, hate obviously. that. Obviously. Yeah, obviously. I also hate that argument where it's like, oh, you can't do this so you can't have an opinion. Wait, right. But yeah, but, yeah, I'm just saying, like, it, 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 you're, you're correct. It is very difficult. It is difficult. And it's not, it's not like the kicker has full control of, like, the, the process. Like, the, it's, right. it's the snap to the hold and then the kick. He yeah. has to rely on the snapper and the holder to do their job so that he can do his job well. Yeah. I'm not one of those people that think that you have to, like, have played at a high level to have it or play a sport at a high level to have an opinion on it. So I just think, like, kickers deserve more respect. I feel like they're, like, pretty disrespected Yeah. Uh, by casual sports fans. And, like, kicking... Field goals is difficult. Like it's it's not easy, but like it is their job. So I mean, if they aren't doing their job well, obviously they deserve uh, to be scrutinized. Uh, what else? Hold up. There was tough loss for the Lions. I yeah, think, I think they're done. Yeah, they they have such a, a talented team. Yeah, and it's just not clicking for them. Stafford looked good except for that one pick. Uh. They just don't have a – like, it looks like the old Lions where they didn't have a run game. Yeah. Without carry on, their offense is so one-dimensional. Right. Because they have to rely on Stafford. And it shows because Stafford threw the ball 41 times, uh, threw for 400 yards, and that's about all they did the whole game. They only had 20 carries the whole game. I mean, that's not necessarily terrible. You usually want to have your running back have between, you know, like – 15 and 20 carries, like your starter. But right. Their starter had four carries the whole For game. For 32 yards. And he was their leading rusher. Like, he yeah. he had uh, the most or rushing yards. He's not their starter. Their starter had nine team. carries for 29. And then their leading rusher had four carries for 32. Yeah. Yeah, the tough loss. Hunter Renfro has been playing really well recently. The past, yeah, the past couple of weeks. Yeah. He's had, I mean, he, he had a good. touchdown this week. Um, He had a touchdown last week. So he's been playing well. Both Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones both had good games for the Lions. Galladay had four catches for 132 and a touchdown, and uh, Jones had eight catches for 126 and a touchdown. So, yeah, they look good. Unfortunately, Matt Stafford had two turnovers, a pick and a fumble. uh, And their defensive line, the Detroit's defensive line, could not get uh, enough pressure on Oakland. Oakland's offensive line has been surprisingly good this year. Oh, yeah. Not not necessarily even surprisingly good. They've had a good offensive line in years past, but it's kind of dwindled down. But then they picked up, uh, what's the guy's name? Is it Trent Ger- Williams? No. Geron- or is, uh, something Brown. Trent Brown. Trent Brown. Trent, Brown. Brown. Not Trent, Trent Williams. Williams is the, the Washington Redskins. Um, yeah, Trent, they, pay, they, they paid Brown a lot of money. And he's paid off. Yeah. He's been really good. I mean, um, Jacob, Jacobs is, like, the main minute – I don't know what you, how you say it. Beneficiary? Yeah, beneficiary. Beneficiary, yeah, the main beneficiary. Of, uh, of, of that signing. Yeah. Yeah, Jacobs ha- is is 
clearly in the lead for offensive rookie of the year right now. Yeah. Uh, last last week against Detroit, twenty eight carries. He's. I mean, they've been giving him so many carries. Like twenty five carries this week, or twenty eight carries for yeah for one twenty and two touchdowns. And uh, it, it's it's good for Carr too because. He really hasn't had a running game that was yeah. like really consistent until Jacobs. I mean, last year they had Marshawn Lynch who was in and out of injuries. I think the year he they had Marshawn Lynch for two years. The year before that they had Latavius Murray who was solid but yeah. not necessarily consistent. And now Jacobs is putting up over a hundred yards almost every week. Yeah, he's been really good for them. So they really found found something in him and. Uh, it takes a lot of pressure off Derek Carr to have to win games. Yeah, where where does Kenny Galladay rank among receivers? Because he's he's been become one of the best receivers in the NFL. Yeah, he's one of the best young receivers in the NFL. I don't know if I'm going to put him in that elite category yet, but he's definitely making a case. I mean, I would. There's only a few receivers that I really consider to be like elite, elite. Yeah, me too. Um, and I, I feel like the word elite gets thrown around way right. too much. Like, like freaking Booger McFarlane calls called Preston Smith and Zadarius Smith elite. And pass I'm just rushers. like, okay, can we? They're chill? good, yeah. but they're not elite pass rushers. Elite pass rushers are Khalil Mack, right. Von Miller, yeah, guys like that, right? Demarcus Lawrence, some people like that. Yeah, I don't know if I'd say Demarcus is elite, but he's he's oh, he's, he's dominant. He's awesome. I don't think he's on. He's max not on Miller level. or Max level, and I don't think he's uh, – yeah. But he's not on their level. I think he's like – He's very good. Yeah, he's awesome. Uh, but Galladay is like – I mean, he's super. he's been super consistent this year. I mean, he's got 640 yards and seven touchdowns. I mean, I don't I don't think he's as good as this guy, but, I mean, I think he's close to Amari Cooper. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's he's been awesome for Detroit. He was even good for them last year, but he's just jumped to this a whole yeah, other level. Clear number one receiver, so yeah. I mean, he's been so good. Um, I mean, I'm so glad I have him in fantasy. He's 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 been super consistent this year, super reliable for the Lions. I love him. I like him a lot. So, do you think Freddie Kitchens for the Browns? Gets fired before the end of the season, or gets fired at the uh, end no, of the no. season. No, no, he, he, I would be shocked if he doesn't get fired at the end of the season. He's just not. I mean, do you do you think they would potentially give him another year? I I can't see that happening. I don't think so. Um, but if they did, they would have to get. They need to have a, a much better overhaul of the line. offensive line. And honestly, Kitchens, the play calling has not been good. Yeah, they um, for their philosophy, for his philosophy. I mean, they their offensive line is not good enough because he likes to throw deep a lot. He likes to go he vertical. He likes to throw deep, and he likes to pound the rock with Nick Chubb. And like, Nick Chubb's yeah. averaging around twenty carries a game, which is good. I mean, that's like not overly, but he likes to run the ball. He's not like air raid. He's not, and he's not trying to like get the ball out quick or anything. Right. He's trying to like. Uh, run the ball, utilize play action, and throw deep. Yeah. And his offensive line is not good enough to give Baker Mayfield or Nick Chubb enough time or room to make big plays happen. Nick Chubb still ends up pulling off big plays because it's Nick Chubb and he's so talented. Right. But that offensive line has to be better for them to have any success whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, like you said, I mean, Baker's not – 
like with how bad their offensive line is, Baker's not getting enough time. Um, so he's like getting a lot of pressure, and he's actually pretty crappy under pressure. And when there's a lot of pressure, he his accuracy just it, it just oh it's all awful. It's like his accuracy just torpedoes. It's terrible. Um, and I mean like you cannot trust that offensive line to give him enough time to be able to throw deep. Um, and the play calling's been awful this year. And on a lot of plays, they have, they, I mean, they can't even get, they don't even have a an option for Baker to check down to because Nick Chubb's having the block. They're having the block six. They're having the block seven because uh, their offensive line needs that much help. Um, so if they're going to keep Kitchens, they have to make some drastic improvements to their offensive line. I don't think they should keep Kitchens. I think they need to fire him. I don't think he's a good head coach. Correct. Um, I think he was okay as an offensive coordinator, and, yeah. and but previously they had a better offensive line than they did. They traded away Kevin Zeitler, and that was stupid, which was a crazy trade to me. They traded him to the Giants for Olivier Vernon, yeah. even though they they at that point they had still had Emmanuel Ogba, yeah. So that was a very interesting trade to me. Um, hey, but Baker Mayfield got outdueled by another quarterback from that draft class, Brandon Allen. Yeah. Uh, probably, probably, if I had to say so, Brandon Allen's the best quarterback in that draft class. Yes, obviously. Definitely. Baker yeah. Lamar. I mean, I just, I this season has been brutal for Baker, and I hate it because I mean, he, it, he's not the only problem with that offense. Right, but considering that he's the quarterback, he's going to get all the and speed. and his struggles are not all on him. No, I mean he has been pretty bad, and he definitely deserves some blame. But there's a lot of issues with that offense and that offensive line, and he's not the but their main de- issue. And their defense isn't that good either. They have a lot yeah. of injuries in the secondary. Like, they, they don't have a bad secondary, but they have a lot of injuries in the secondary, which is really uh, causing them struggles this year. Yeah. De- they have a good front seven, but their their secondary has been very – very underwhelming this year due to injuries. I don't – is Denzel Ward injured still? No, uh, he played. He played? Did you see that awesome catch by, Cor- by Cortland Sutton? Yes, I did. That's, that's insanely impressive. Uh, but, yeah, Denzel Ward uh, was the corner on that play, so he played. Who do you think they'll target in the draft? If they keep this pace up, if they don't turn it around, which I don't expect them to um, turn it around in the second half. I assume that they'll have to go after – an offensive lineman early yeah. in the draft, probably a tackle. Like um, Andrew Thomas. Yeah, I, th- I, think, I, I think, don't think they'll be in a position to take Andrew Thomas, though. I think Andrew Thomas will go pretty uh, earlier than they have yeah. a pick for. I think more realistically they'll have to go uh, go for a guy like Tristan Wirfs from Iowa. Yeah. Um, that's probably more in there. They're probably going to have a top ten pick, but it'll be a late top ten pick, like seven or eight. So. Right. I think Tristan Wirfs is probably the the second best tackle in this draft from Iowa. At, at you know, obviously it's really ridiculously early in the yeah. draft process um, to be even ranking guys yet. Right, obviously. But, so just it's just early names because obviously. Yeah. Er, I mean the the first name that comes to mind is is Wirfs. I mean obviously if they have a higher pick, they'll need to take Andrew Thomas, who's yeah. a phenomenal tackle prospect from Georgia. Yeah. But. 
Yeah, that was a rough game for them. It was. That was an extremely rough game for them. Brendan Allen also, was actually really good. Yeah, Brendan Allen game. played well. Yeah, he was pretty solid. I'm glad they haven't um, thrown Drew Locke in a situation that he's not ready for. Right. Well, like, I don't. Is he back yet? Yeah, he's back. Is he? I think I'm pretty sure he's back from IR. Well, I I was thinking that he was still banged up. I didn't know if he was like actually completely healthy yet. Uh, I mean, he's back from IR. Okay. I'm pretty sure he's back from IR. Uh, but like, like, like what the Redskins are doing? They're just throwing they, Haskins yeah. in these situations. Haskins wasn't terrible in his first start. He didn't like turn the ball over a lot like he has done when he's been thrown in there. Yeah. Uh, but he wasn't good in his first start, his first official start. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, I'm glad. I, I like the way that they are handling um, Drew Locke in his first season because he's not ready. And he, I mean, like even even coming out, I don't think he was ready. Yeah. It was obvious that he was going to have to sit behind Joe Flacco. Um, yeah. But I mean, he's really talented, and if he has some time to mature, I think he can be really good. Yeah. Um, I mean. He had like decision making issues in college. Yeah. Um. If he if he improves that, I mean, he, I mean, he, he's obviously got the arm talent. He'll be he has a chance to be really good. Well, we also found out this week that the Patriots are not unbeatable. Yeah, that was um weird game for them defensively. It was the, uh, yeah, especially defensively. Um, they just couldn't contain Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Ravens' offense is so unique. In the NFL, they ran a lot of pistol, a lot of option. Yeah. Um, so it was really interesting to watch. And Mark um, Ingram had a <clears throat> excuse me. Mark Ingram had a phenomenal game too with uh, yeah. 15 carries for 115 on the ground. Uh, I mean they they were just firing on all cylinders. Lamar Jackson threw the ball well when he had to. Uh, ran the ball, had 61 rushing yards and two rushing touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, Marquise Brown with 48. Uh, reception or not 48 receptions 48 receiving yards uh, on three catches leading the receiver good thing I mean he's not obviously he's not producing at the level that he had at the beginning of the season but yeah you know he's taking a step in the right direction from being kind of quiet for a while yeah I uh I wish they would let him throw the ball more um, I think they will as they get more weapons because like their receiving core is not that great I mean it's Marquise Brown Willie Sneed, um, I mean, and then they have a bunch of tight ends like Mark Andrews, Hurst, and Andrews, yeah, Hurst. Uh, like, I mean, he's improved drastically as a passer, and you can see that early on this season. So I, I, I actually wish they would let him throw the ball more. Um, yeah, but but, but then, it, you, like you said, they just don't have. The receiving talent. Yeah, to really I don't think like, they really have the talent that necessary for them or for them to be able to do that. Right. Uh, Marquise Brown. Excuse me. Marquise Brown is very talented and super quick, but obviously, I mean, he he's their number one right now. But obviously, you can't uh, only throw to him. You right. Need more weapons, and Willie Sneed is not going to cut it. Do they still have John Brown? Um. No. John Brown is with the Bills. Bills Having a pretty good team. Right. Yeah, he's with the Bills. Um, I mean, the the Ravens' offense was just awesome last or on Sunday. I mean, they were the Patriots had no answers for it. Um, Their defense played well too. How big of a pickup has Marcus Peters been? He yeah. was really he's been really good over these past two games. Yeah, and Marlon Humphrey with a big uh, fumble, fumble recovery, recovery taking it. To the house. There were there were so many fumbles in this game. Um, let me see. 
because there, yeah, I mean, Ingram Ingram fumbled. Uh, there were three fumbles total in this game. Yeah, Two Edelman fumbles. fumbled. Brady fumbled, but he didn't lose it. Uh, Edelman lost it. Ingram lost his. Um, two fumbles by the Ravens, one by the Patriots. Yeah, one, one of the well, there's two fumbles by the Patriots, uh, Brady and Edelman, and one yeah. of the fumbles by the Ravens was from a corner. So I assume that was on a. Yeah. Like you, I don't know how that happened, but a corner had a fumble. Right, and Brady was. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's, yeah. he's been. His, I mean, his numbers were awful. There was just one throw deep, um, and I don't. It was in the second half. I think it was in. I don't even know if it was in the fourth quarter, but I mean, he had to do deep. I don't even know if he's really open, uh, but he had a guy deep that he tried to force it to, and I mean, he just overthrew him by a mile, and Earl Thomas, Thomas got a free pick. Yeah, and I'm just like, mm, that's very non Tom Brady like. Yeah, well, it's it's been like that all season though. It's not like anything changed for them offensively last week. The all or last night, no Sunday night. Sorry, um, yeah, Sunday night. The only thing that was really different for them than it has been all season was their defense. The way their defense played. Yeah, I mean their offense has been kind of stagnant, like just mediocre all season, and their defense has just carried that team. Yeah. Uh, and, and Tom Brady's getting old, and it's showing. It's been showing for the past two seasons. He won MVP uh, three seasons ago, and then the year after that really struggled in the first half. It was last last season really struggled in the first half of the season, and then kind of picked it up uh, for the playoffs and played well in the playoffs. Um, and then it's been the same story this year. He's really struggled this first half, but they've still been winning games, so it's been okay. Yeah. He's pretty solid early on in the season, um, but yeah, I mean, but it hasn't he's not looked, been the same. It hasn't looked the same as say like his MVP season. Like he's still having like oh, also his MVP season. That isn't BS anyone that MVP. Um, but anyways, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, fourteen touchdowns and five picks this season. It's not bad. Yeah, but like he's he's not like throwing for necessarily a lot of yards or. He's just kind of like doing the bare minimum that they have to do to win right now. Yeah. It's crazy. Early on, I mean, the the Patriots even had a chance early on. Even though the Ravens got off to a quick start. I mean, they were they were up 7 nothing in the second quarter. Um, but the Patriots scored. Sanu got a four-yard touchdown pass. And then um, the Patriots had to settle for a field goal. They had to settle for two field goals in the second quarter. A 22 and a 19-yard field goal. So those... Two possessions right there, missed opportunities for touchdowns. Uh, I mean, they could have easily made it seventeen nothing. Or sorry, seventeen seventeen. They could have easily tied it up on um, in the second quarter, but missed opportunities. And then they had the fumble return. Uh, the Ravens, Marlon Humphrey, returned the fumble seventy yards for a touchdown to make it twenty four thirteen. And I mean. The Patriots had a chance, but they just missed opportunities. And off, I mean, offensively, they weren't great. And then defensively, they couldn't stop Lamar Jackson in that unique offense. Um, so, yeah, rough rough game for the Patriots. The Ravens are – I think this game solidified them as the second-best team in the AFC. Yeah. I mean, it was, like, kind of, like, up in the – up like, the second-best team in the AFC was 
up in the air. I mean, we didn't really know who it was. Yeah, it was kind of like, hey, the Texans are good. The, the Colts yeah. are pretty or solid. There's like a the bunch Ravens of teams that are solid, and the Ravens have come up with huge wins in the last few weeks. Like they beat the Patriots, they beat the Seahawks. Um, those are two big wins. For yeah, them. That, like they have. I don't, I don't. They only have like one like really bad loss this season. That was to the Browns, and yeah. early in the season. Yeah. Like they. In, at the first game of the season, they destroy the Dolphins fifty-nine to ten, with Lamar Jackson having five passing touchdowns in that game, and then they go beat the Cardinals. Uh, they lose to the Chiefs, which is not like a bad loss. I mean, any loss is not good, but that's not like a bad loss yeah. like the Browns' loss is. I mean, they yeah. got blown out by the Browns, which is just kind of kind of crazy to me now. Yeah. Uh, after beating the Patriots, as you lose to the Browns, but yeah, I think they've really solidified themselves as the number two in the AFC. Yeah, um, it's crazy. I mean, they they really turned it on. So, I mean, at one point it was like looking kind of ugh for the Ravens, but now I mean, they got a win versus the Seahawks. They beat the Patriots, um, and Lamar's looking fantastic this season. He gets a lot of crap for like not being a passer, even though he's like if he wants. Watched him early on this season. He was obviously he had obviously improved as a passer. Right. They just that offense is designed around yeah, him being it, a about, around his strengths. Like they played to Lamar Jackson's strengths, which is how it should be. Yeah. So. And so like, I just see like people on Twitter are just like, yeah, he can't throw, and I'm like, that's a lie. Like just watch the games. He can't throw the ball, and he's a good passer. Um. Yeah, I like Lamar Jackson. I love watching him play. There was this one play on Sunday night. He was in this terrible situation. I mean, it looked like was, the Patriots were going to get a sack. Clear. They had and three guys ran, around him. Ran right, and I was just like. <laughs> he, he juked one guy out and then, like, kind of ran around yeah. another guy. And I think he ended up getting the first down, too. Yeah, he had the first down. And it looked like he might even get a touchdown. But it's crazy. I mean, it, watching him, I just like, this must be like what? Falcons fans with Vic felt early, watching Vic. like in 2004. I don't think he's as dynamic yeah, or not, as not like, as explosive as, explosive as Vic because Vic, Vic was really explosive. Uh, but I mean, it's pretty similar. Yeah. yeah I mean, he does a lot of damage with the play. I mean, Man, how about the Cowboys last night struggling in the first half? Yeah, I'm just struggling in the first half. Fourth quarter, they turned it on. It yeah. was like a light switch. I mean, it was. 13 to 12 at halftime with Dallas up one point over the Giants. And then uh, 16 to 15, Dallas still up one point going into the fourth quarter. And then Dallas just turned it on and uh, they score a touchdown, uh, go up 23 to 15, then New York uh, hits a field goal to make it 23 to 18, but then Dallas goes another touchdown and then another touchdown to end up with a 37 to 18 game. Yeah. So, I mean. Yeah, Dak was good at the end of the game. He was pretty bad in the first half. Oh, he just man. had like that first play was awful. I mean, I couldn't believe it. Um, <clears throat> and I really didn't hit the play well because I had him in fantasy. But like first Ooh, play, too. first play, he he just stares down the slant route on the left side. There's a linebacker right in the passing lane. Like it's a terrible decision. I don't know what he's doing. He's just staring down the receiver. So it was an easy pick for the linebacker. That was just a brutal start uh, it, to the it game. Was, it was uh, Antoine Bethea uh, yeah. playing like in a 
safety linebacker. Antoine Bethea had like the best stat line. <laughs> like he had a pick and then he had a fumble recovery. Yeah. But yeah. he like really didn't do anything. He had like nine total tackles, a pick. And a fumble and recovery. A fumble it's recovery. like it looked like he was just incredible, but he like caught an easy I mean Caught an easy just pick, like I mean he he didn't have to make a play, he just stood there. Right. In the passing lane and let Dak just basically toss it to him. Then he had a fumble recovery off a fumble that was punched twenty yards. Like it's just hilarious. But yeah, I mean just watching that game, I'm just like, that's not that special. Daniel Jones looked solid at first, and then he kind of just lost his composure. Yeah. Had a pick, had two fumbles that were both lost, so three turnovers for him. Threw a touchdown and had a pretty good – he was pretty successful uh, scrambling and running the ball. Uh, had 54 rushing yards. He's led so their fast. team. He's so fast. Like What was up with Saquon? <laughs> I mean, their defense just shut him down. 14 carries for 28 yards. He averaged two yards a carry. Yeah. They must have done a better job. In the, I didn't really watch much of the second half, but he was pretty solid. Saquon, Saquon was really good uh, catching the ball out of the backfield. He had six catches for 67 yards. Yeah. Uh, but running the ball it was very unsuccessful for yeah. the Giants. Yeah, they got to the goal line, and, I mean, they just got a bunch of ball in. Yeah. I mean, Saquon's longest run of the night was eight yards. Yeah. So, well, I mean, the offensive line's terrible. And, yeah, I mean, they're true. playing a good defensive line. Like, with DeMarcus Lawrence. Uh, I mean, he was awesome last night. And, but, yeah. I mean, I just, that's, I don't watch a whole lot of Dak Prescott. Uh, but I was watching that game last night, and I'm just like, this dude is so, I mean, he's not Dynamic. special. He's not special. Who? Dak. Oh, I thought you were talking about Lamar. No, I, no. I thought you said Lamar. Dak is, Sorry. Dak is not special. And like he's not going to get paid forty million dollars. He's not even worth thirty. Dak has a phenomenal. Dak is in a really good situation. Dak is in the best situation that a meteor, a mediocre quarterback could ever be put in. Yeah, I don't think he's mediocre. He's not trash. He's good. Mediocre is not necessarily trash. He's he's okay. He's good. He's not. But I don't think. That's what the Cowboys need. They need him to be better than good. They need him to be a playmaker right. and not, like... He's kind of a game... Not necessarily a... I don't want to call him a game yeah, manager. Yeah, like, he's on a level ahead of a game, man, game manager, but he's, like... But he's not to the point where he's, like, winning games. Like, he's not on Lamar Jackson's level. He's not on Deshaun Watson's level. He's Russell not, Wilson. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Like, he's not even... I don't even think it's close to those guys. Like, yeah, Watson, right. Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Mahomes... Those guys are on a whole different level than right. Dak. And, well, I'm just, and I'm just watching that game just thinking, like, this is the guy that wants $40 million? No. Now, who's going to pay Dak Prescott $40 million? No one. Right. Like, he's crazy. He must be, He's smoking something if he thinks he can demand $40 million from anybody. Right. I mean, but, like, like what I was saying was, like, he's put in a situation where even, like, a mediocre quarterback could yeah. have some success. Like, he's given a phenomenal offensive line. Prob- like, at the time that he was drafted, it's not necessarily the same, but when he was drafted and, and his first year starting, that he had that phenomenal rookie season. I mean, he was the MVP candidate that yeah, year. Yeah, he had that. The Cowboys' was, offensive line was easily the best offensive line in the NFL. And had one of the best running backs in the game at the time. 
uh, Ezekiel Elliott. Who that as a rookie? Yeah, as a rookie. Yeah. They were both rookies, and Zeke led the league in rushing that year. So he was given a great run game, a great offensive line, and had weapons with Des Bryant. Uh, well, he had Des Bryant, and uh, well, they they had Jason Witten too. Yeah. So Des Bryant and Jason Witten, and then they had like some. They had Cole Beasley at that point. They had Cole Beasley. What was eighty three's name? Terrence uh, Williams. Williams. Yeah. And they had him, and he was solid. That so, was just a weird year. The Cowboys had two MVP candidates. Both were rookies. Yeah. In Zeke and Prescott. The, the Cowboys, I think they went 11-5 and five that year. Oh, they went 13-3. 13, 13, yeah, that's right. They went 13-3, yeah. and, and they made they the and three. They made the playoffs, They and then they lost their first they, round. They lost first round the Packers to the, pack, the Packers. They had a crazy yeah, game. Yeah, I remember that. The pack, that was the year the Packers started out. Uh, I think they started out two and six. Yeah, that was a crazy playoff game. The Packers started out two and six that season. Finished the season ten and six. Made the playoffs. Uh, beat. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they beat down on the Giants in the wild card game. Aaron Rodgers had that hail mary at the end of the first half. Yeah, that Randall Cobb caught. Odell had the drops all day. All day. That was really when the Odell drama like oh, began. Yeah. That was the start that was of after it. the boat because he had all those boat pictures and everybody was like, "What are you doing?" It's right before the playoffs, and then he comes into the wild card game and just completely has the worst game of his career potentially. He had he had so many wide open drops with two hands. Two hands on the ball just dropped it in the in the end zone. The Giants should would have won that game if Odell had not dropped the ball so many times. Yeah. But, I forgot it. I thought I forgot about that. But the Packers I mean the Packers pulled two and one and then they go and play the Cowboys in the divisional round and get uh I think they won on a Mason Crosby game winning yeah, field goal. That pass to Jared Cook from Aaron Rodgers, that was probably the best pass I've ever seen in my life. The most pinpoint accurate pass to Jared Cook on the sideline. Jared Cook toe-tap catches it. Yeah. It's crazy. Sets sets Mason Crosby up to be able to hit, uh, like, I think it was like a 40-yard something. Yeah. something that was uh, crazy. Yeah. And, Not- it, and I remember watching it on TV because Mason Crosby went up there and kicked it and missed it, but the Cowboys had called a timeout, and then he went back out there and hit it. Yeah, and that was, uh, I remember watching that, like, watching that throw by Aaron Rodgers, I was like, oh my god. Uh, and then they proceeded to get yeah, they destroyed just, that by was, the Falcons. That was, yeah, which was crazy. <laughs> yeah. That was a crazy, I almost forgot that the Cowboys had two rookie MVP candidates. Yeah. Went first game three, and then proceeded to just be disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, Jack is, I don't like that. I'm not, I'm not a Dak fan. That was a crazy. That's crazy to think that 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 season doesn't feel that long ago. But at the beginning of that season, Tony Romo was the starter yeah, for the Dallas. That didn't even start. Or, Dallas, or uh, Dak was a fourth or fifth round pick out of Mississippi he was a State. Fourth round pick. I think you're right. He was he was really good at. I remember watching the Georgia Tech game. I mean, Georgia Tech dominated him in the Orange Bowl. But I remember his. I don't remember if it was his senior year or his junior year was his last year. I think it was his junior year. Uh, yeah. He Mississippi State was like number one in the country for a while that year. That, yeah, that was, was the first. Cra- that was a crazy year because they. That was the first year of the college football playoff. That was twenty fourteen. Yeah. First year of the playoffs. Yeah. Because um, Auburn had a legit chance to make it, and we were top three for a while. And Mississippi State ran up, ran 
had a huge um a huge start to the season and they beat us. They were undefeated and then they ended up with three losses at the end. Like the first yeah. uh, the first college football playoff ranking that came out in like week eight or whatever, I think Mississippi State was eight no and they were number one. Ole Miss was like number two or something like that. Auburn Ole, was in there. Auburn wasn't in the were top four the first year. The, like, no, the, the first the first ranking, ranking no, he was, they were not top four. It was well. Hold on, yeah, I'm pretty sure we I were. Saw, I saw it this. I'm pretty sure it was Mississippi State, Ole Miss, and Auburn. Here I can. Look and then it. I think that it was like Oregon or FSU. It was. It I was think, Oregon and hold on, Ole Miss might have not been in it. There was. I swear there were three teams in the top three SEC teams in the top four for the first ever college football playoff ranking. Like the first. Like, yeah. Okay. Here's what it was. It was. Uh, Oh, Ole Miss at that point had already, but Ole Miss had been number one earlier in the season in the. Oh, was that the? uh, Oh, that must have been after they lost to Auburn. Yeah. So the top, the first college football playoff ranking of the season: Mississippi State number one, Florida State number two, Auburn was number three, and Oregon was number four. Okay. And then Alabama was at five. TCU was six. Yeah. Kansas State was in the top ten. I forgot about that. At seven, Michigan State eight, Arizona State nine, and Notre Dame was at ten. Yeah. Ole Miss had already lost to Auburn and moved to eleven. Yeah. And Georgia Tech, who ended up, uh, they had had two losses at that point, and but they won out and ended up going to the ACC championship and barely losing to Florida State. Yeah. Uh, they were twenty-four at the time, and then they just completely obliterated Mississippi State in the Orange Bowl. I want to say it was thirty-seven to fourteen, yeah, or thirty-eight to fourteen, or something like that. Yeah, I mean it was crazy. Yeah, I got a question for you. <clears throat> who's better? Who's a better quarterback, Lamar Jackson or Baker Mayfield? Or who's better now? Right now, right now, it's obviously Lamar Jackson. Uh, Baker Mayfield is a very talented quarterback, but he just he doesn't. Well, here, have let me time. put it. Let, let me let me put it this way: Who's the best quarterback out of that out of that draft class? I think if you look at it right now, the best quarterback out of that draft class is Lamar Jackson because of the success he's had. Yeah. Uh, I think when you look at the career record, didn't Lamar Jackson go undefeated as a starter last year or maybe one loss? No, nah, it was not. He wasn't undefeated. They were 5-0 and with him when they – like, so they – after they benched Joe Flacco, they went 5-0 and with Lamar Jackson for the rest of the season. I'm pretty sure. Oh, for the rest of the regular season. The rest of the regular okay, season. Okay. Um, yeah, and then they, they got – be, uh, beat down. Was it the Chargers? No, they didn't get beat down because they had a, a nice comeback towards the end. Oh. But they lost to the Chargers because yeah. their offense was just. It, it wasn't. It was, I mean, it they, was they weren't. Offense. They hadn't prepared enough to be ready to like really focus on Lamar Jackson yet because they had had Joe Flacco and they couldn't but just. But their offense was like tailor made for Lamar at that point. Right, but they couldn't. They had had Joe Flacco in for a majority of the season. They couldn't just like switch it immediately and be. Like perfect, they needed an off season to really get good with that offense centered around Lamar Jackson. Oh, their receiving core is also much worse than it is now. Like yeah, last year, <laughs> I mean, last year I think it was it was Michael Crabtree. John who was old. No, maybe it was actually better. Hold up, Michael Crabtree, John yeah, Brown, you know and Willie Michael Sneed. Michael Crabtree, John Brown, and Willie Sneed. And now they just have Marquise Brown, Willie Sneed, and uh, Miles Boykin, who's a rookie hurt. from Notre Dame, who's hurt. Well, he, oh no, he played against the Patriots. He did. Okay, I didn't know if he played. Uh, God, that's brutal. But yeah, yeah, maybe it is worse. Right. I didn't mean to spit on you, but yeah, yeah, maybe it is worse. They didn't have the tight ends that they do now. Yeah, Last they year, Mark Andrews they, is awesome. They only had, well, 
No, they did have the same tight ends last year. Because yeah. they were rookies last year. Yeah. Mark Andrews was really good last year. Yeah. And, yeah, so they did have the same tight ends. It was just, like, their offense is just so, like, heavy on tight ends. Yeah. So, but, yeah. That's pretty much all we got for the NFL, right? Anything yeah, pretty else? much. Yeah. That was, I mean, that was a pretty... There were a lot of exciting games. Like, the, the Patriots-Ravens game was surprise. I mean, that was a huge upset. Um, yeah, Vikings-Chiefs. Yeah. Yeah, college football this past weekend. I didn't really get to watch a lot of college yeah. football this weekend. Because you were at, um, you went to the... Uh, I went to the ever-disappointing... They never failed to disappoint me. Georgia Tech game against Pitt. The offense for Georgia Tech was was just terrible, lethargic. The coaching was the thing that disappointed me the most. Because I'm thinking, okay, you know, you don't have the best players. That's obvious. But you got a new coach that's supposed to be a great coach. And he's making terrible decisions. Like, not like punting the ball away when it, it's a 10-point game and you have three minutes left. Okay, so you have five minutes left. You get the ball back. It's a 10-point game. Immediately you start running the ball and you're taking time off the clock. And then you get in a fourth fourth down situation and you punt the ball away with about I think it had about three minutes left and it's a 10 point game yeah it was ridiculous the coaching decisions were were terrible it was it was a bad game yeah so unfortunately for me I did not get to watch a lot of college football I did get to see Baylor in West Virginia on Thursday but that was about it and there were um there's actually some there was only one like really good right I mean there's Two good ranked matchups. Um, then, Florida. then we had like Notre Dame Virginia Tech. We had Utah Washington, Oregon USC. Like, those are solid. Um, SMU Memphis versus... ended up being a pretty good game. Like at the end, yeah. Uh, Memphis was actually pretty good. Like early in that game, and then SMU kind of came back, right? Yeah. Memphis was up like twenty one at one point. Yeah. Up and 20 plus from points. what I saw, Georgia was actually pretty dominant in that game, weren't they? It was, Against Florida? It was such a weird game early on. Um, Florida's offense. Like, I, I've been I've been a huge, like, I guess, I've I've had questions about Florida's offense this whole season. Like, I never I never thought their offense was, like, that great. And then they, like, put up 20, 34? Uh, no, no, they put up 28 against LSU. And I'm right. like, their offense isn't that good. Like, it's not... Some crazy like Oklahoma level offense, right? Or Alabama level, like it's and it it's, showed against Georgia. Yeah, and it showed against Georgia. Georgia's defense was awesome. Uh, I was really impressed by Georgia because Georgia's been pretty bad the last two weeks. Like against Kentucky, they weren't impressive at all. I didn't and then they the, sucked against South Carolina. Right. I didn't get to watch the game, but from what I saw, Florida just had so many empty possessions where they would like move the ball yeah. pretty well to start, and then they just get completely yeah. dominated. Well, by that's one hundred. That's one hundred percent true. I mean, they got down ten. They got uh, the the Gators were down ten nothing in the second quarter. Yeah. Um, and I mean Georgia, Georgia wasn't even able to run the ball that much. Right. Swift had 25 carries and only 86 yards on. I mean, 86 yards is not yeah, like bad. But it didn't even feel carries. like that. Like he was getting stopped so many really? times, but they just kept running the ball with him. They ran the ball with him a ton. It, it, I mean, 25 carries. 25 carries didn't even feel like how much they ran him. They ran him a lot. Uh, but the I mean, stat line looks good for Jake Fromm. Went uh, essentially 66 percent completion percentage, 200 almost 300 yards, 279, and uh, two touchdowns. Had a 
breakout receiving performance by a senior receiver, Lawrence Cager. Yeah, Cager's been awesome this season. He was number he's number fifteen. Did was he, he against was C.J. Henderson? Was he lined up against him yeah. all night? Oh boy, that's tough. I think I'm pretty no. CJ. No, actually, no, really? he wasn't. Was he not? I don't think. Well, I don't think so. I don't know. I'd have to. I'd have to look at the highlights. Twenty-one, I think, was covering Cager. Really? Well, yeah. I, I heard that C.J. Henderson did not has not did not have a good game against Georgia, and the week before did they play LSU? The week before didn't have a really good game either. Yeah, LSU. yeah, he didn't. We watched that game. Yeah, he didn't. Um, Henderson's been yeah. struggling the past two weeks for Florida. Did you see the uh, the uh, the big catch, the controversial controversial catch call? By Cager? Yeah. Uh, I heard about it, oh but I God. didn't see it. Like, that's like, I mean, with, with what the score ended up being, that was a huge moment in the game. Like, really? Like, Georgia had, I don't know if they're up 10. No, they were up 3 nothing at that point. And they had a third down in Florida territory. It was like third and 10. It was like a third, it was a third and long. And, I mean, Cager obviously dropped the ball. Like, it's not even close. Really? Like, it's, Obviously, I drop, and I mean they caught it. In, I can't believe they caught it a catch. Um, I mean, there's no way you can convince me that that was a caught ball. Like he lost possession, the ball hit the ground and then moved. Uh, and I mean, Georgia ended up scoring a touchdown on that drive, going up ten nothing. Florida struggled. They could, I mean, they moved the ball, but then their their possessions would stall. I mean, they ended up scoring. Too late, t- two touchdowns late in the game, but by that point it was like too late and right. Yeah, Cager had just one fifty-two yard touchdown reception. That was, I mean, it was just a, a blown coverage by Florida. Some dude, I don't know if this, uh, I don't know if he's a linebacker or a safety, but I don't know if if that was his assignment or what. Something happened. He didn't. He didn't keep up with him. Um, and he, he didn't cover Cager, and Cager was wide open. Yeah. So, and that's what really just ended the game there because it was 24-10 at that yeah, it point. Was, it was a six-point game until that touchdown, and then they hit the two-point conversion to make it uh, yeah. a, a two-score game. Yeah, I was very surprised that Georgia was able to have, like, have as much success offensively as they were without running, like, not having much of a run game because yeah, their right. run game was not that successful early on. Um, and the, Florida played pretty well defensively, um, especially against the run. Now, uh, Jake Fromm did not have a great game. Right. He missed a lot of throws. There were there were a few throws he just missed. Um, and, I mean, Georgia's receivers have struggled this season getting open. Um, they didn't yeah. that game. And, I mean, J- Jake Fromm was just missing them. Yeah, I, I, I didn't watch the game, so I don't know. His stat right, line yeah. looks pretty good, obviously. It 20 for 30, 279, two touchdowns. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, huge win for Georgia. That seals the SEC East, basically. Yeah, pretty much. I, I mean, mean, unless they I mean, unless, unless they just completely crazy. lay an but, egg for some Like, if Jake Fromm gets hurt. Yeah, I mean. Obviously, but. But, yeah, that's what it, I mean, you knew going into this week, and then. Um, into last week and then obviously this week that the Florida, Georgia, the Florida Georgia and the Alabama LSU games were going to determine the SEC championship championship matchup. Yeah, I mean yeah. Georgia, Georgia will almost one hundred percent win out. They've yeah. got to play Auburn 
at Auburn, but with the way Auburn's offense is right, looked, right, yeah. there's no way that Auburn will be able to keep up. And then they got to play A and M, who's been. I mean, A and M's like a very solid three loss team, but they're nowhere near the level that Georgia has been playing. Yeah, and I mean they got to play Missouri next week. They and then they have to play Georgia Tech at the end of the year. I don't I don't see them losing another game except like yeah. if if for some reason Bo Nix gets really hot in the Auburn game and the Auburn's offense finds success, then Auburn can win that game. Even considering that it's at uh it's at Auburn. Yeah, Auburn, I mean Auburn's just gonna have to get creative offensively because I don't trust Esmelzon's uh passing offense at all. But yeah, I mean yeah, uh, I mean, I didn't are, watch much of the Notre Dame game, but like, yeah, that was that was tough for them. Virginia Tech is not a super good team. Kyle Hamilton, hey, you know that's my guy. Yeah, I love him. We we got to watch him uh, in high school. Played for Marist when uh, Cartersville played them in the semi semifinals of the state playoffs last year. Uh, he was lining up at safety and receiver for Marist, and essentially scored. All of their touchdowns made all of the plays for Maris. Yeah. He was that team last year. Right. He had did he have one or two picks? I think he had two interceptions. Two. Yeah, two. And had uh I think he had a touchdown catch. It was he had a phenomenal game in high school. And I I, I said uh then he's the he was the best high school football player that I'd, I'd seen since Trevor Lawrence. Right. So But we don't really see that many High caliber athlete. That that is true. We don't get to see a lot, but like, he was definitely the second best high school. Like he was, he's be, he was better than uh, Joey Gatewood, who we got to see play in high school. Oh yeah, well Joey Gatewood was just not that good. Joey Gatewood was good in high school. He had, well, yeah, it, it was, was freaking high school. Like it was kind of funny if you're an above average athlete, you're going to dominate in high school sports. It was kind of funny because Joey Gatewood was splitting time with another quarterback in high school. He wasn't yeah. even like necessarily starting. Yeah, in that game. Because we had Trevor at quarterback, and that was Trevor's senior year. And it was an ESPN uh, actually covered that game because it was a big high school matchup between Bartram Trail from Florida and Cartersville, who at that – I mean, we're still a powerhouse, but, like, we were supposed to be – that was our year to just completely dominate and make it to state. Yeah. Uh, And Trevor's senior year with Rico Fry at running back, who's now at Bowling Green – had a lot of talented, big, fast receivers. So, and and we we beat Bartram Trail, and it was a really good game. But Joey Gatewood was not as good as I thought he was going to be in yeah. that game, and he ended up splitting time. But anyways, Kyle Hamilton had a big interception in the Notre Dame. We kind of got off track, but Kyle Kyle Hamilton had a big interception in the Notre Dame Virginia Tech. Yeah. Uh, game that really helped them to win that game. Right. I don't know if you like really thought about this so I'm kind of asking you this on the spot uh do you have like could you put it who would be your top 10 teams going into tonight because the rankings come out relatively soon yeah they're supposed to come out in they're supposed to be coming out right now I think yeah I think but, yeah. we have them on TV they might come out now I they actually, might get to actually react yeah, live I actually put together a top 10 myself that I put on the website um, so I want to hear some of your thoughts on the, what the rankings should look like. I think right now I would have LSU still at number one because they have quality wins against Auburn, Texas, and Florida. I think I would keep them at number one. Mm-hmm. I think I would move Ohio State up to number two, 
have Alabama at three, Penn State at four over Clemson, just because of the strength of schedule Penn State has and the quality, some quality wins that they have. Uh, I think I'd put Clemson at five. I think I'd keep Georgia at six with that with a win over Florida. I think I'd keep them at six. Um, I'd leave Oregon at seven in the AP poll. I mean, I think everything else would pretty much stay the same. Although I might move Minnesota. I don't think I put Minnesota in my top ten. Yeah. I think okay. It's Actually, so hard. I, I think like, I once put you get in the top once you 10. get get past seven because I feel like the top set or the top six is like what well, you can do set. it. You can do it in whatever order, but but it's, there's, it's pretty, there's pretty set six, that it's LSU, yeah. Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, Penn State, or UGA are are like the top six teams, not necessarily in order. Uh, so I think I'm gonna surprise you. I think with my top ten. Hold on. I think I think I'd put I think I'd leave Utah at eight. Oklahoma at nine. I think I might put Baylor at ten over Florida. So yeah, yeah. I think I but put Baylor at ten. It, it took me a long time to put together my rankings. I had to think about it a lot. I had ten Baylor. Uh, Baylor doesn't have any impressive wins, but they're undefeated and they're undefeated. I actually Florida. like Florida better, but Florida has two losses, and I know their season schedule is harder. But I mean, that's just I mean, t- it's tough luck. Baylor has a thirty-one to twelve win over Kansas State. Who is that? That is, who, uh, that is a Kansas good, State is that now a ranked now. team, yeah. and Kansas State beat Oklahoma. Uh, they have a 31 to 12 win over Kansas State, and they also have a 45 to 27 win against a like Oklahoma State team that's not a bad team. Like that's yeah. that's a pretty good win, especially a 45 to 27 yeah. win. Actually, you know what? I would have. I think I'd actually. I don't know. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, you're right. So I think my I would make changes to the rankings and actually have. Um, Maybe switch Oklahoma and Baylor have I think because I have I had ten Baylor nine Utah eight Oklahoma seven Georgia, right? And I think you can switch Baylor and Oklahoma. Yeah, I think you could. I mean, because right now, if the season ends, Baylor is the Big Twelve champion. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, I had Oklahoma over Utah because Oklahoma has the better loss. Utah has a terrible loss. Like that USC loss is awful. Kind of unexcusable. Considering that USC was playing with the third, yeah, third yeah. quarterback, and they won, they won by a touchdown. But, but they have some decent. They have a win against Washington. They have a win against Arizona State. So they have some quality wins. I also had Georgia at seven. Um, you have Oregon ahead of Georgia. Yeah, I like Georgia better uh, personally, and I, I mean, I would pick Georgia to beat Oregon. Uh, but Oregon has, I mean. George, that that loss to South Carolina just hurts Georgia a lot, in my in my opinion. And I mean, Oregon has wins against. I mean, they have a good win against Washington. I think that um, win against against Florida for Georgia kind of makes up for the South Carolina loss. I don't. I don't think so. I feel like it does because Oregon's losses to Auburn. Auburn's a a good like defensive team offensively they've been struggling yeah like it's not it's not like it's a bad loss or anything whatsoever yeah um, well i mean ohio state lost to Purdue and that just last screwed year. them yeah um uh, and i mean i just that loss to south carolina is inexcusable and for how georgia looked the past two weeks 
Yeah, with the Kentucky. I mean, I didn't, I didn't, game. I didn't think Georgia was a top ten team going into this week. I didn't think right. they were like top twelve. I thought they were around like fifteen. So, I mean, for them to be seven in my rankings is pretty good. Uh, but yeah, Oregon. I didn't. I mean, ranking five through ranking six through ten was pretty difficult. Uh, I mean, Oregon. I mean, they, I mean they're. Justin Herbert's been impressive these last few weeks. He's been really he has. good. He really struggled against Washington, or was it what? No, they didn't play no, Washington. No, Who they, they played last, yeah, no, they last beat, week? Oh, last week, Washington. No, it was USC. They played USC. He oh, struggled. You meant, you meant this week? Yeah, this oh, week, my bad, sorry. My bad. No, no, no. Yeah, I just didn't know he, he yeah. struggled early against USC, yeah. and then really came back. And they they beat USC. Yeah. It had that. a slow start, but he. I mean, he had a great second half. Um, yeah, great second half, and they really just destroyed USC, yeah. fifty six to twenty four. Uh, but and you also got to think with Herbert, he doesn't have a lot to work with. Yeah. He has a phenomenal offensive line, but he doesn't really have a lot of weapons to work yeah. with, like to throw the ball to, right? That he can necessarily rely on. Like he can't necessarily like throw a fifty fifty ball and like always be like, okay, I know my guy's gonna come down with this because yeah. he's a playmaker. No, he's got a great offensive line to where he has time to yeah. throw the ball, but. He just doesn't have the playmakers, and his defense is not, like, great, but they're okay. This is why I don't want to go to, like, an 18 playoff, because I don't think Baylor or Utah really deserve an or opportunity. Oregon. I don't even think Oregon's really a playoff team right Me now. Me neither, but I, I don't think Oregon's a playoff team either. And, I mean, I think Georgia – a win against Auburn would – uh, I think we would put Georgia in that playoff conversation. I just that's South Carolina lost. Okay, so, so if you had to choose, oh, also, well, I mean, is he after that? Okay, so if you had to choose, so or think this is the hypothetical: Oregon wins out, yeah, uh, and wins the Pac-12, yeah, uh, and then Baylor wins out as well, wins the Big Twelve. Who are you putting in? Like that, Baylor beats Oklahoma. So I think I would put in Baylor over Oregon, considering with a with a win against Oklahoma twice they would have to be Oklahoma twice. Yeah, because they, they have to uh, play them in the regular season and then in the championship. Mm, Oregon would have to be Utah. Yeah, is a and they only I don't think they have to play Utah in the regular season, do they? No. Yeah, so they would they just have to win out. They have a easy rest of the schedule. Yeah, uh, they the, do. They have to play Arizona, who's four and five. Arizona State, who's five and three, and then Oregon State, who's four and four. Yeah, I, And then they have to play Utah, and they beat them. Oregon's got a, according to advanced metrics, they have a pretty low uh, chance. But they have a a decent strength of schedule. Um. And that's the situation. I think I'd have to go with Baylor. Yeah, I agree. Maybe okay, so here's a, here's another situation. Um, so Oregon does the same thing, goes undefeated, wins the Pac-12. Um, Oklahoma beats Baylor in the regular season, but then loses to them in the postseason. So now you have a choice between Oregon, who has one loss against Auburn, Oklahoma, who has two losses, Kansas State, and Baylor in the right. championship, and then Baylor has one loss against Oklahoma in the regular season, but they beat them in their conference championship. Who are you going to put in then? Oh, I'm putting in uh, Oregon. Oregon. Yeah, I think I'd agree with you. Yeah, I'm putting in Oregon. 
Oregon's not not bad. It's just like, well, Oregon's gonna need a lot of help to get into the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I think right now my my locks for the playoff right now are Alabama, Ohio State, and Clemson. I think Clemson's the, the a definite lock. I don't think there's any way that Clemson loses for the rest of the season, considering their schedule. Ohio State has some tough games left to play. Uh, don't they have to play Penn State? Yeah. Is that this week? No. Mm-mm. Okay. No. Penn State have, plays Minnesota. Minnesota, that's right. Uh, Ohio State has to play Penn State and Michigan, but they win those games, and then when they'll have to play Minnesota in the Big Ten Championship, and then I think they're easily in the playoffs. Yeah. And then I I would bet on Alabama to beat LSU this week and make the SEC pretty easily. Yeah. Um. So I think those are my three locks right now, and then you have like you'd have like a one loss LSU, a one loss Penn State. You'd have you'd have a two loss Georgia that'd be out of it. Yeah. If Georgia loses, if Georgia loses the SEC, they're not going to make the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Uh, and then you'd have like your Pac twelve champion Oregon, and then your Big Ten, uh, Big Twelve champion would either be uh, Oklahoma or Baylor. Yeah, Baylor's schedule. I mean, they don't. I mean, the schedule's not that difficult up to this point. I think the fourth team in is going to be a. Like like it usually is, I think the fourth team in is going to be a very heavy debate this year. Because yeah. like, if you use the situation I've said, you have a one-loss LSU that lost to Alabama but didn't make their championship. You also have a one-loss Penn State who lost to Ohio State but didn't make their championship. You have a two-loss Georgia who's pretty much out of it. No, they're out, no. You have Oregon who's won the Pac-12 but has one loss and it's their first game of the season against Auburn. You have Oklahoma, who either has won – like, Oklahoma could potentially have two losses, but have won their championship. It's – it's. I think it'll be – I think I think, I think Oregon – I think Oregon has the easiest chance to get in. Yeah, if, if Oregon wins out, they – if Oklahoma or Baylor get another loss and Oregon wins out, I think Oregon's easily in. But then it potentially becomes a debate of do we want to put Oregon or LSU in at four? Yeah, and you have Alabama, Ohio. Or then you have yeah, Alabama, you have Alabama, Alabama, Alabama. Well, not necessarily. Ohio State again, yeah. Not Alabama, Ohio State. Yeah. Uh, you're saying Alabama, LSU. No, I'm saying you have Alabama, Ohio State all over again. That situation where Ohio State won their conference, but which, but they had that loss to Purdue, and then. Oh, I see what you're saying. You have that kind you're, of situation. The situation you had where you have a conference yeah, champion, okay. but you also have. But you also have uh, a one loss Alabama I mean, that lost to Auburn. Like, Didn't they lose to Auburn? <laughs> huh? Yeah. Auburn? yeah. They got yeah. clobbered off. That was stupid. I don't know how they got in. They I, they got in, and, and yet they still made the playoffs too because Clemson wasn't. Well, yeah, they got in, but they but they went, but they won the natty. Yeah, I I don't even care. Like, I I don't care that they won the natty. They they shouldn't should not have been in the playoffs. But anyway, um, yeah, I think if Oregon wins out, no one's jumping them. I don't think anyone's jumping them. I mean, if Oregon wins out and Oklahoma wins out, you'd take Oregon. Yeah. Because hmm. Oregon's loss is better. Like, that Kansas State yeah. loss is bad. Even though they're right now, it's bad. Is it bad if Kansas State ends up winning out? 
What if yes. Kansas – is it still bad if Kansas State yes. beats Texas, West Virginia, yes. Texas Tech, and Iowa yes, State? Yes, bad. Oklahoma is better than – So Oklahoma loses to a team that finishes 10-2 and two on the regular season, and that's still like a bad loss. Yeah, because I think Oklahoma is much better than Kansas State. Okay. Because I think highly of Oklahoma. I think Oklahoma is really good. Like I think Defensively, they're still – yeah, but even early on, they they play really well defensively. I mean, I think Oklahoma is better than Oregon, better than Utah, better than Baylor, better. I don't. I think they could possibly. There's an argument even to be made that they're better than Georgia. Um, I don't. I don't know. Uh, but I mean, they're very good. But that loss hurts them a lot. Do any two lost teams no. have a chance to make it? No. I think they do, but the situation would have to be like ridiculously no. No. perfect. No two lost team has a chance. I think year. they do. They do it, it like the situation has to be perfect. Like well, every yeah. everybody else has to have two losses. Yeah, but I mean a two lost team is that's such a rare situation or that that's most likely not gonna ever happen. Auburn almost did it. We were not even I don't even no, we were legitimately talked about in that conversation. You you would have definitely made it if you won. No, not Auburn this year. I'm talking about Auburn when they beat Alabama and Georgia back to back. You yeah. were definitely going to be in it if you won the SEC. Yes, but at that point we um no, we did have two losses, didn't we? Yeah, you had two losses to uh, LSU and LSU and Florida. And was it? Florida? No, we did not play Florida. No, we only have. Yeah, you had two losses. Had two I know losses you had too. two losses because you went ten and two on the regular season. We lost to LSU and I don't know who else. Did y'all play Clemson that year? Was yeah. it Clemson at the yeah. beginning of the season? That was Jarrett Stidham's like first year as a starter, yeah. and you lost to Clemson at the beginning of the season. Yeah. First game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we wouldn't have made the play because we were in the two seed in the playoffs. Y'all were number one at one point. No. Yeah, you were, because you would beat UGA and Alabama within weeks, and y'all were the number one team. The win- going into the SEC championship, y'all were the number one team, and then you fell to like five or six after we losing to UGA. The highest we ever were was two. Really? Was Clemson one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because the highest we ever were was two. Um, yeah, I mean, we would have made it that year. That's just a weird... Like your that schedule's got to be extremely difficult. That was a very, very weird college football playoff year because that was the year that Alabama made it after not making their conference championship. Yeah, that was, yeah. it was a SEC national championship. Yeah, yeah. Very weird year for college football. Yeah. All right. Uh, finish. Let me finish my ranking. So five. I have. So so far, I have ten Baylor, nine Utah, eight Oklahoma, seven Georgia. Six Oregon. So my first two out are number six Oregon, number five Clemson, number four I have Penn State, um, number three I have Alabama. Having Alabama not in the top two is like weird, but I feel like that's one. Where did where'd you have them four? No, I had Alabama three. Three, okay. I have Penn State four. Got you. Um, I so wanted to put. I wanted. I was like so close to putting Penn State, Penn State at three. three. But I think Alabama's so good this year. Like, Alabama's so good offensively. They're, they're, and I'm they're like, not bad defensively like people say. Yeah, they're they not are. as bad as people say. Like, they're, they're, they're solid defensively. It's like, they're okay, they worse. gave up 31 points to Ole Miss. But, like, yeah. they're not bad offensively. They held Arkansas to 7. They held Tennessee to 13. Yeah. Texas A&M has, like, a pretty good offense. The, uh, and they held them to 28. 
I mean, 28's a lot. But that, but Alabama's putting up, like, they put up 42 against Duke. Yeah. And they put up 62, then 47, 49, 59, 47, 35, and 48. Like, they're not playing around offensively. They have Tua, then they have like the receiving best core. receiving core in the Ever. NCAA. Ever, potentially, yes. Like, I don't, I mean, I think Oklahoma has a – Argument for uh, when they had when they had Didi Westbrook and Sterling Shepard and yeah. yeah, that was but, a good year for them. But Alabama, like this, yeah. I don't, this is I don't think I've ever seen a receiving core like this where you have. Yeah, oh my goodness! You have Judy yeah. who won the Bolitnikoff last year. You have Rugs who is so good. Devonta Smith who is phenomenal, and then Waddle who is a. A good receiver, like he's a good college receiver. He's I don't think he's gonna be great in the NFL, just because uh, yeah. he's only fast. He's yeah. not really like a great receiver. Yeah. But oh, okay. So we might have a chance to uh, react to the top twenty-five live. Uh, it's on right now. So you have LSU one, right? I would I would still put LSU one based off of. Good wins against Florida and Auburn, which I don't really disagree with. Like I think I, I would personally, I, would pers- I think Ohio State is a better team than LSU. I would personally I think- rank Ohio State one, LSU two, and I mean I kind of struggle with like, um, with like, do I put more emphasis on strength of schedule or in quality wins over level of dominance? Like, what do I put more emphasis on? Uh, Ohio State has both. They have good Ohio State has a good win against Wisconsin, and then who else do they have a win over? Cincinnati. Cincinnati. They have a blowout win to Cincinnati, twenty-two <laughs> yeah. to nothing. Which that that win has turned out has turned out to be pretty good. And they who else? They haven't really been anybody else. Yeah, here they play. Here. They play. This is their this is their schedule. They beat FAU forty-five to twenty-one first game. Then they beat. Cincinnati forty-two to nothing. Uh, they didn't really play anybody after that. They destroyed Indiana and Miami, Ohio. Oh, even uh, Indiana no, is turning out to be a solid yeah, win. Yeah, Indiana's six and two, right? Seven and two. Seven and two. They're, they're, um, I mean, they're gonna make a bowl game for the first time in like in forever. a while. Yeah, uh, they Nebraska was like overhyped. They're yeah, not they good. they were overhyped. They're they not haven't good. been good. They beat them forty-eight to seven. Yeah, but then they played a. Solid, like Michigan State has a really good defense. Offensively, they're not there, but they beat them thirty-four to ten. That's not really a quality win, or I don't know what you. I, they were ranked at the time. I think it's important. a solid win because they're so good defensively, and I was intrigued to see like what Ohio State's offense would look like. Yeah, and I thought they played they were really good. Um, right. yeah, I mean, they just been dominant. They've won every game by at least twenty-four points. Yeah, something like that. Or uh, no, is it higher than no? I no, think it's twenty four because the Michigan Ohio State game was and the FAU game. Or yeah, the FAU game was actually twenty four points. Yeah. So uh, and then they beat Northwestern, who is really bad this year, fifty two to three. But then they played a good Wisconsin team and were dominant the whole yeah. game, thirty eight to seven. They shut down Jonathan Taylor, and I mean Wisconsin. Is so like one dimensional offensively. They only yeah. have a run game. So if they shut they shut down Jonathan Taylor and then forced uh, Cone the quarterback to have to actually like play quarterback and try yeah. to win the game. And then their offense was great against Wisconsin, who has a good defense as well. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I mean, I 
I can see putting LSU one as well. I don't really disagree with that. I mean, I think both teams have an argument. Like, LSU has a tremendous resume. This has nothing to do with the rankings, but also Ohio State has three Heisman content, like contenders for Heisman right oh, yeah. now. J.K. Dobbins at running back, Justin Fields at quarterback, and then Chase Young at defensive end. Yeah. This they is like three potential Heisman. The Heisman race is so tight this year. Yeah, Burrow. Like, Fields. I don't know. Like, who who would you say the Heisman is so far? I'd say, like, right now, if the season ended, I think Burrow wins it. I, I think I would vote Burrow. I think so. I I'd, think I'd also give thought to I would vote. I would, so I would also dominant give this season. Young. It's okay. Listen to this. Somebody on Twitter um, was saying that Chase Young shouldn't be, like, shouldn't have, like, you, like, voters should not give any consideration to Chase Young because. He doesn't score enough points. I just knew was saying that you cannot put Chase Young. You cannot vote him for the Heisman uh, because he only scores like he only like scores like twenty four points in a season compared to a quarterback who scores three hundred points. He he literally said three hundred points. You know how many touchdowns you'd have to score for? You know how many point like touchdowns you'd have to get for three hundred points? It's a freaking lot. You gotta get like. You gotta get a ton of touchdowns to score three hundred points. Fifty. Yeah. Who's doing that? Well, I mean, that's realistic. Legitimately, that's realistic to have like fifty touchdowns in a season for a quarterback. So that's not completely. But like that uh, argu- okay. the argument. Okay. It's is happened. Cool. I know it's happened, but. Quarterbacks are not regularly putting up. Heisman winners generally are, though. Like, you're you're combining passing touchdowns and rushing touchdowns, though. So, like, total touchdowns, 300 points. Like, Dwayne Haskins last year threw for 50 touchdowns, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He threw for 50 touchdowns. Who won the Heisman last year? It was... Kyler. Kyler. How many how many touchdowns did he put up last year? I'm, I'm, he put up, oh, I'm pretty sure he put up over fifty, considering really? his passing and rushing touchdowns. But still, that argument is so invalid, considering that Chase Young doesn't get a chance to score very often because he plays defense and he's so dominant. Like quarterbacks are dominant, but Chase Young is also like dominant at his position. It's a completely different. Yeah. Like that argument is just so stupid to say that. Like, a defender shouldn't be able to win the Heisman because he doesn't put up enough points. Yeah. He, the defender's job is not to put up points. It's to stop the other team from putting up points so that you can win games. It's not like a defender is not helping you win games. Exactly. But, yeah, like, I mean, I'm just like, bro, what are you talking about? Like, he has so many, he's dominant in every facet of the game defensively. Like, I hate Phenomenal run stopper, phenomenal pass rusher. He had four sacks against Wisconsin. Put put Chase Young at middle linebacker. I guarantee he still balls out. Like, Chase Young is just an athletic freak. Yeah. And just so dominant. Yeah. I mean. Defensively. This dude's a freaking idiot. I hate people. Like, I hate going on Twitter. Call him out. Call him out. Put his Twitter handle out there. I don't even know what it is. Okay, Baker did not score 50 touchdowns. Baker didn't. Okay. I mean, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm not looking. Like, so 50 touchdowns is actually not. It's, I, not, I was, it's not For ridiculous. some reason, I was thinking that it was like a lot. But Kyler did it. Ky- like the 
three, I think all three Heisman finalists last year put up 50. Did Tua put up 50 last year? Oh, let me look. Ha- I know Haskins put up 50 passing touchdowns alone. I know Kyler put up 50 combined rushing and passing. I don't know about Tua. Yeah, I kind of forget that in this day and age, like, it's, it's just, so much easier. To the play. offense is just in freaking crazy in football. Oh, wow. Oops, sorry. Chill. <laughs> All right, so 2018. Jeez. Okay, right, we S- have the top 25 oh, coming man. up. They have SMU at 25, Navy at 24, Oklahoma State at 23. Interesting, three-loss team. Uh, Boise State at 22, and Memphis at 21. Two didn't score 50 touchdowns. He had 58. Or, no, sorry, 40. No, <laughs> I was like, he had 48. He had 48. All right, Cincinnati. Tw- Wait, C- Cincinnati dropped in from the AP poll. Yeah, from the AP poll, Cincinnati was... Dropped to 20, and then 19, we got Wake Forest. Yeah, Cincinnati was 17. Iowa, 18, I- was I- Iowa wasn't even ranked. Iowa is... Yeah. No, they are ranked. Oh, they are? They are 18. Oh. Yeah, they're 18 in the AP. Okay. Maybe Minnesota's I was thinking, low. Yeah, they are 17 low. Well, their strength of schedule is not. Yeah. It's awful. Uh, Minnesota I, I, 17. Who, who was Kansas I thinking? Was, yeah, Kansas State's 20 in the AP poll. Wake Forest is 22, and they're at 19. That's kind. That's interesting. I, I'm surprised. I'm kind of surprised that Minnesota is that low. Not really, though, because I, not, their strength of schedule is not. I'm, I'm surprised that they're behind. Auburn's eleven. God. Oh my. Oh my lord. Um. Okay. So you have fifteen Notre Dame. They're fifteen in the AP poll. Fourteen, 14 Michigan, Michigan. That's the same. Uh, Thirteen is Wisconsin. They are sixteen in the AP. Baylor is at twelve. They're eleven. I'm surprised Baylor's at twelve. Uh, and Auburn's at eleven, which is can, very can Auburn be properly rated? We 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 are not that good. Auburn <laughs> like, at eleven. We are not that good. Florida ten. Florida's at ten. That's how they are. That's the same as the AP poll. <sighs> Florida uh, at ten. You have should be Baylor, but you know. Right. Uh, I I assume it'll still be yeah Oklahoma, Oklahoma at nine. Nine. Uh, and then AP poll has Utah at eight. I think it'll be Utah. I would assume the same. Utah eight, yep. Seven is seven was, I think it'll be. I think Oregon, it'll be Oregon, but they. I think they, it'll be Oregon, but I think it should be Georgia. I think it'll be Oregon. Let's see. Seven is. Come yeah, on, it's show taking graphic. a while. Yeah, Oregon. Oregon okay. Yeah. Yep. All right. Okay, so then your first two out will. Ooh. Your first two out, your six and five will probably. It's going to either be Georgia and Clemson or, or Georgia, Georgia and Penn State. State. I, think I swear, be- if they put George in the top four, I'm punching this TV. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> like, oh, oh my it's god, they're going to talk for like 15 minutes to see the next six teams. Uh, but yeah. It's tra- yeah, I can't. There's no way they put Georgia in the top four. Is there? No, like no. how how terrible they looked against Kentucky and that loss to South Carolina. There's no way they go in the top four. I don't think they. Should, I don't think they should be ahead of Oregon, but much less be in the top four. Penn State legitimately could be in the top four. They uh, well, because look, so Minnesota was so low. I, don't, I, don't I think they might put Penn State just based off of how low they had Minnesota because their strength of schedule is not good. Clemson has a terrible strength of schedule. I think they very well might put Clemson at five. Well, imagine if it comes up in Clemson six and Georgia's five. Um, I I can't see that happening, but I would totally disagree. Okay, here we go. 
Six, six is Georgia. Georgia. That's how it should be. Five's Clemson. Five, I think it's Clemson. I, I think it's going to be Clemson. I Oh, my gosh. If y'all don't put Clemson at five. It's probably going to be. Uh, I think it should <laughs> be Clemson, but I think it's going to be Penn State. I really think it's going to be Penn State. Yeah. I think it'll be Penn State. I think it should be Clemson, but I think it's going to be Penn State. Right. Just because. Yeah. Okay. They're going to spend like five up? minutes talking. Y'all, y'all put up six so quick. Like, y'all put Georgia at six like that. Clemson's Clemson. at five. Okay. Ooh. All right. Okay. That's big. big. That's big. I'm, yeah. I like, thank you, committee, I actually, for growing I like a that. pair of balls and making the right decision. I can't believe it. I like that. Four Penn State. Penn State I, at four. I assume that they're going to have Ohio State at They're going to have Ohio State at three. But, but I, I swear, put, if they put Alabama at three, I will be exactly. shocked. I'll be happy because I think that's cor- that should be correct. Um, but I think Ohio State will be at three. I can't see them putting yeah, Alabama either. down in, out of the top two. Just because the committee loves Alabama so much. <laughs> I, I won't be surprised when they have Alabama at one. Uh, I'm, I'm a little shocked to have Penn State at four, even though I think that's how it should be. I, I'm surprised that they did that, but I'm, I, I'm happy that they did yeah. that. Georgia six, Clemson five. So far, I, I I like this this top six so far. The the bottom three are accurate to what I think it should be. Yeah. Six Georgia, five Clemson, four Penn State. I mean, I personally would have Oregon. Oh, oh God, they put they Alabama, put Alabama at, three. at three. Let's go. No, the committee's actually doing a good job. That is, this is perfect. I love these rankings right now. LSU. Oh. Oh, they actually put Ohio State one. Ohio State's gonna be number one. Wow, LSU, LSU two. two. That is big. That's it. that's how I think it should. Like I personally think Ohio State is is a better team than LSU. Yeah. But I, wow, that is big. These rankings are actually good. Yeah. They usually suck. They're usually awful. I can't believe it. Wow. Wow. Two Big Ten teams in the uh, top four. Top four. Two, two Big Ten, two SEC. See, we run this, bro. Wow. That's big. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I've I'm, – I'm shocked that Ohio State is – Am I a committee member? Because that's the same top four I had. <laughs> that's the – that's very similar to the top four I had. I mean, I I just assumed that LSU would be put at one because that's kind of what I was thinking. Like strength of schedule wise, you would put LSU at, at keep LSU at one. Yeah, this, but yeah, wow, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, well, Clemson's strength of schedule is sixty five. That's tough. It is. Yeah, that's a pretty good top ten. I like it. I do. I I think they did a very. I would have had Baylor at ten. I don't. I don't really understand Florida at ten. Yeah. To recap, uh, what the top ten is, you got number ten Florida, number nine Oklahoma, number eight Utah, number seven Oregon, number six Georgia, number five Clemson, number four Penn State, number three Alabama, number two LSU, and number one the rightful king Ohio State. Yeah, I can't believe how good these rankings are. This is like yes. shocking. They're really good. Yeah. That's the, the Florida is the only problem I have. I, don't, I would yeah, have put, I would have put I th- Baylor. I think in, I would have put Baylor at ten, and I definitely would have put Baylor ahead of Auburn. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, shoot. 
I think they put Baylor at 12 because of the West Virginia game. I, I think that's yeah. probably why yeah. because it was 17 to they 14. Yeah. But they have a like, quality win over like Kansas State. So, I don't know. I think the top six is, is great, though. I love the top six. The committee, I think, did a phenomenal job for this. This is how it should be. This is how it should be. We shouldn't have a preseason top 25. What we should have yeah. is just have like unranked. Like I would be fine with not having any rankings. Just doing away That's with what AP I think it should be. and waiting until like what is this week eight? No, nah, this is week ten. Week ten of college football to start doing the 10. playoffs. Yeah, last week was this. Was, this was week nine. So this upcoming week is week ten. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I think these rankings would look different if we didn't rank up to this point, though. I don't know if... No, I think that's how it should be because we don't play enough games. I don't There's know only if 12 the top games. six... I don't think the top six would look much different if we don't ha- if we do not do preseason rankings. Like, I don't think Baylor makes... Like, considering just the way they rank them, I don't think Baylor would make the top ten necessarily if we didn't do a preseason. Just because I think they're really, like, judging heavily on that. They only beat West Virginia, who is not a good yeah, team, yeah. by any stretch uh, of the imagination... Oh, they only beat them by three. So, yeah. wow. Yeah. That's okay. So, a, uh, so unrealistic, uh, hypothetical situation. What if Auburn wins out? Uh, what if we were to beat Georgia, Alabama, and then Georgia? No, never mind. We can't make. I don't. Like it's like almost. Yeah, we can't even make the conference championship game without cr- craziness happening. You'd have to have... LSU has to lose three out of four, and then all, Alabama has to lose two out of four. Yeah, LSU has to lose a lot because they beat y'all. Yeah. I forgot how, how unrealistic it was for us to make the conference championship. Yeah, so you couldn't. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. It's crazy. That's... The top six was... I, I, I'm I so surprised. Believe. Yeah, I can't. I can't believe how good it is. I like it. All right. Yeah, pretty much it. Yeah, I think that's gonna do it for this episode of the podcast. Thanks for listening. Make we'll sure see y'all. You, make sure you check out our website. Yeah, the wiresports. The, the wire. Yeah. com. Yeah. We'll Ryan just put up stuff. his uh, prediction yeah. for his top ten. Uh, I, yeah, I put I put my out. I put my uh, put up my top ten ranking or mine. Yeah, my top my college football playoff top ten. I'll have my uh, my second way too early mock draft up probably on Thursday or so. Yeah. So check it out. Thanks for All listening. Right. We'll see y'all.